Hi, and welcome to episode 10 of the Dinner Sisters podcast. So we're two sisters taking on the nightly challenge of dinner. I'm Kate Schultz, living and working in Rhode Island. I'm a passionate cook and recipe collector, always thinking about my next meal, and so excited about our 10th podcast. I know. It is. It's a little milestone for us. I am Betsy Wallace, living, working, and raising a family in Atlanta, Georgia. I love dinner time, but can always use help planning and cooking for my family. Yeah. Which is why we're doing this. Which is why we're doing this, right? We've got some goals. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One goal um, is to cook a little better, and we also want to learn a little bit more about food, and most importantly, figure out what the heck to have for dinner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So here's how this works. Like every week for the past 10 weeks, we have three recipes that we cooked and reviewed from popular food blogs, chefs, and other sources. We have all these recipes, tips, the smorgasbord, and our shopping list on our website, www.dinnersisters.com. And you can also get them sent directly to your inbox by subscribing to our newsletter, which, by the way, is on our, the subscription link is on our website. So you can do that if you'd like to preview the recipes before listening. You can also find all of our recipes organized by episode on Pinterest, which is awesome. And we'll put our link on our website or find us by searching Dinner Sisters in Pinterest. So this week's recipes are a celebration of our 10th episode. So we are having a dinner party week. We're celebrating home cooking and all of the fun we've had making dinner. So thank you for joining us for the first 10 episodes. And we really do appreciate it. Thank you so much. So much fun. Yeah. Yeah. So I love a dinner party. I think there's nothing like having a meal with friends or family to celebrate or just to just, you know, get together. Uh, This dinner party week, we have three recipes that will do the job for a dinner party. Yeah. This was a fun week of recipes for sure. Yeah. So the first recipe we have for this 10th episode party is aptly named Party Quesadillas by Molly Yeah. I mean party quesadillas um yeah how can you go wrong right um plus betsy i know for a fact that your kids do like a quesadilla they sure do mm-hmm. so anyway this recipe has you make your own tortillas and then fill them with cheddar cheese um you top them with your choice of fun stuff so imagine like the quesadilla and then you pile on avocado radishes sour cream maybe pickled onions if you made them from um an episode prior mm-hmm. um the world is your well well, I was going to say oyster, but in this case, the world is your quesadilla. Yes. So my kids do like a quesadilla, but I've never made the tortillas from scratch, unsurprisingly. <laughs> what? You just don't whip up your own tortillas? <laughs> I absolutely do not. Um, <laughs> similar to the cacio pepe. Oh, dear. This just seems like one step too far for me for a simple weeknight meal, but it is a celebration mm. episode. Right. So... I was like, all right, Kate, here we go again. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I I think every parent is like, quesadillas equals no work on my part. Uh, Yes. Yeah. Yes. So So let's put them in a different category of there's quesadillas. Celebration quesadillas. Party quesadillas. Party quesadillas. Yeah. So I made sure to make these on a night when I wasn't rushed. Good call. That made me much happier about this whole recipe. So I think that is key here, really. Mm. You don't want to be having one of those nights where you're like, I'm just going to make quesadillas for you kids. Mm. 
that's not the mindset you want to be in. I feel like most parents' quesadillas is in that same category as the elbow macaroni with like an <laughs> angry fistful of cheddar cheese on it. <laughs> so, so make these on a night where you're happy and relaxed or like a weekend. Yeah. And then it's fun. Then it becomes a fun cooking experience. Right. And that is what – that was kind of a revelation for me on this. I would yeah, not I have mean, otherwise done it. Well, I'm, I'm grateful you did, yeah. first of all. But, yeah, I mean, I definitely saw these as, like, are you having a dinner party where kids are also invited and you want to yeah. have some adult meals? And then just some kids are just literally going to gnaw on half of a half of a slice of quesadilla and eat no other food because they're, like, eight, 12 slices of cake. Fine. But, like, you had a good quesadilla, homemade yeah. tortillas, had some, like, avocado or, or spicy guacamole on top, you know, something like that. Dinner party, right? But right, in this case, right. maybe a family dinner party. Or you might want to put in a little extra effort. Maybe you're like, you know, that woman that comes over and she's like, oh, I always hand mail my own flour. And you're like, oh, these are handmade handmade tortillas. You know, something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Any case, I thought this would be a fun thing, like I said, for an informal group. You know, if you've got maybe a mix of different ages of kids or adults, mm-hmm. you get everyone in on the action, like people can roll, the, some people can roll out the dough, some people can be chopping the veg, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, so taste-wise, I liked the chewy factor of the homemade tortillas. They're a little different. Um, yeah. I would say you need to really roll these nice and thin. Otherwise, they'll get bulky. Well, I was cracking up because in the recipe, she says, I really like a 1 16th inch quesadilla, <laughs> but I, I would I not turn that. down a 3 16th inch quesadilla. I was like, what in the... Like? I was hoping that was sarcasm. I'm sure it was. I I'm mean, sure it was. But I was just like, oh, I cannot geez. believe I'm making this recipe. Um, but it was good. But it was good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy I did. Yeah. I'm I happy mean, we're do... doing this because I'm doing things I normally wouldn't do. Right. You're out of your comfort <laughs> yeah. zone. I love yeah, it. Yeah. I love it. I mean, don't measure these. Don't measure these kids. My God. Like, don't measure it. Just roll it out really, really thin. You know how thick a t- tortilla is. Eyeball it. Make it a little thinner than your average tortilla. And when it cooks yeah. up, it'll puff up and you'll be golden. That's kind of what worked for me. I, after a few, I kind of was, okay, this, I mean, most of us have seen 1 million. Right. If you've seen one, you've seen 10,000 flour tortillas. Yeah. Right. So just a little thinner than that would be totally fine. Yeah. I 100% agree. You know, and don't worry about making a perfect circle. My goodness. You know, I ended up making a stack, right? I made like the stack of eight. And then I kind of matched them up into approximate oblong shapes that were the kind of the same yeah. to make the quesadilla mm-hmm. and then made the quesadillas from there. So anyway, you know, loved it with the toppings, thought that was really delicious and fun. I really hadn't done that with quesadillas before. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, four out of five forks for me. So this ended up being more fun than I thought. And it was a cooking adventure. So I'd oh. give it a four out of five, too. They hmm. weren't pragmatic and sensible. <laughs> But no, <laughs> I am learning that I should be a less angry cook <laughs> and that I will have more fun, which is like sort of hard to do when you have young kids. I um, mean, but this I is, mean, Grant, you know, he thought that the tofu should be ice cream flavored. So I really can't blame you. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like an uphill battle. But mm. I think this is something this is one of these recipes where I'm like, you know what? I'm doing this for myself, and Mm -hmm. this is fun, and I'm just going to keep doing it. Well, 
awesome. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad good. it all worked out in the end. Um, all right. So what's up next? Yeah, next one. Right. Let's move on. So the next up is um, a roast chicken with arugula and bread salad by Ina Garten. And honestly, I think you can't go wrong with Ina. I've watched like dozens of her shows over the years. One of my good friends and I, and um, from when I lived in Maine, are like huge, super like Ina mega fans. And okay. I refer to her as Ina, like we know her, um, which I'm yeah, sure is fine. That's the you dream, know. huh, Kate? So, that's the dream. <laughs> you and Ina and Deb oh Perlman oh. having coffee. Yeah, that doesn't <laughs> make me a stalker at all. It's totally fine. Um, uh, anyway, so if you've ever watched her shows. Her whole shtick, which is adorable, is that she's always getting ready for her next dinner party or for a lunch. She's either with her sweetheart, Jeffrey, which -hmm. is her husband of many years, or her Mm -hmm. super interesting and always available friends um, for just a week, weekday lunch, you know? Anyway. I realized when we were talking about this that we have not had cable since 2008, which is now 10 years. So I have never watched Ina's show. But I do love and cook from her cookbooks. I have never seen that show. I have never seen that show, and I have never seen Sister Wives, which is two things you reference. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yes. I mean, I feel Um, like we need to talk about this later. Yeah. I mean, I watch a lot of TV, but I haven't seen those two. All right. Well, I'm shook. But okay, let's move on. Yeah. Her cookbooks. But you like her cookbooks. I do. I love her cookbooks. Yeah. So back to the recipe. Mm. Right. So honestly, choosing an Ina recipe for a podcast for me was a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, you've read her recipes in her cookbooks. She's got a sterling reputation. And this recipe is for a roast chicken with lemon, garlic, and thyme. And then Mm -hmm. you make it into one big dish with an arugula salad and a tangy vinaigrette. I think the twist for this one is that you roast the chicken on top of these thick slices of, like, country bread. Like, think Mm -hmm. of, like, a good loaf of bread. And you use that toasted bread as croutons in a salad with the warm roasted chicken and the arugula. I mean, for me, this recipe was as good as it sounded when I read it. Um, What did you think? So we loved this. (gasps) It was such a huge hit in my house. It felt like elevated comfort food. Mm. It was relatively easy to make. And people were just devouring it. I mean, they absolutely loved it. Yeah. Good. I mean, the croutons for me were like the bomb. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they like were the really good. Chickeny, savory, a little bit of salty. And the juices like kind of mm-hmm. soak into them. So they're like this, like oh, so good. Delicious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So good. So I mean, one warning I will say, again, this is our dinner party celebration episode. So this took yeah. a little bit of time. But I, I don't think if you had a Saturday dinner party planned, that this would be a bad recipe for it, right? Mm-hmm. So you start it the day before. You know, so you 24 hours in the fridge at least. Roasting takes about 45 minutes, for me at least it did, mm-hmm. and then a half an hour to rest, which is key, I think. So, you know, like by the time you get the chicken all wrestled and you stuff it with the lemons and then you carve it and the whole thing, I, you know, a little more than two hours. I would yeah. start this at like maybe even 345 to eat at six to give yourself a couple comfortable wiggle room of like getting yourself the glass of wine, you know, and adjust from there if you're eating at seven, maybe start at like quarter to four. And if you can, do not skip the resting step. And I think this means you're going to get, you know, you're going to get a juicy chicken rather than one where if you slice it, all that juice goes in the cutting board. Which you, what happens when meat rests is all the juice has been expelled out of the cells and then you let it rest and it it's absorbs it back in. So you get this juicy meat rather than this kind of mm-hmm. like dry um, cardboard kind of taste. Um, yeah. 
And another thing that I'll say is um, this is a high heat chicken roasting method. There's kind of two ways I roast it in chicken. One is kind of low and slow. And the other is like blasting it at 500 degrees, which is what yeah. this one does. Um, you know, get your oven fan going. Make sure you haven't cleaned like, a you know, you've cleaned it out. If you've spilled a batch of caramel in your oven recently or something that's going to like smoke to, to the dickens. But yeah, you know, other than that, this is pretty straightforward. Yeah, so here's my, like, real-life take on this for the things mm. that I think most people would skip or not do, and I mm. will tell you about what happened with me. So mm. I ended up not doing the 24-hour herbs in the skin thing. Oh, okay. And we definitely missed the flavor. Oh. When I make this a recipe again, I would not skip the step. Because okay. we all said, oh, this these, like, kind of deconstructed stuffing yeah. bread croutons underneath were so delicious and the arugula mm. salad was so delicious and actually ryan said the chicken kind of lacks flavor though and i was like well that's because i skipped this step because <laughs> for some reason <laughs> well you and i talked about this chicken for like yeah. days and you're like i have to do it now and i was like okay you should brine it and you're like mm, great and then because <laughs> what happened is i actually ended up buying a chicken and then i could not get to it so I told you this. I spatchcocked yes. it oh, and put right. it on the grill and made that one, this, like, beautiful Bell & Evans chicken that I got to make this recipe. Son of a gun. Made it, like, barbecue spatchcock on the grill. And then I had to get another chicken <laughs> to make this recipe finally. Oh, so it was, like, for two weeks I had been meaning to make this, and I was like, I'm doing it. I'm just – I'm right, doing right, it tonight. Right. I'm doing this recipe. So I did Fair not enough. do the 24-hour herbs in the skin but we really did miss that flavor. So if I would make it again, which I definitely will because it was an excellent recipe, mm. I won't skip this step. Yeah. How did this work out for your oven? Did you have any smoking issues? I, I didn't, but I my oven's fairly clean. Um, right. So as you might guess, my oven is not immaculately clean. <laughs> <laughs> really? That's shocking. Yeah. I did also <laughs> notice after I made this, so there's like a piece of tinfoil, like, like still sort of just like in there. Um <laughs> <laughs> but nothing smoked or lit on fire. Oh. So like I could get my I could get my oven up Goodness. which I had not I did not specifically clean my oven for this recipe mm -hmm. which I thought might just really smoke at my house at 500 yeah. degrees. And I was a little nervous about it, but apparently not nervous enough to go ahead and clean <sighs> the oven. <laughs> which which I did not do. I mean, not super um, nervous just like thinking yeah. about it. Okay. It's like hmm, well Maybe I'll have to deal with the fire, the smoke alarm, but I didn't. It was totally fine. So don't worry about that if you don't have a clean oven. Good, good. Yeah. yeah. So in terms of the rating for this, I would 100% make this again in a heartbeat. Honestly, we had a little dinner party for the two of us with this recipe. Um, yeah. But like I would break it out for their next gathering. I would say like the currants and that vinaigrette were so good. Yeah. Anyway, you know, five out of five forks. What did you think? Yeah, five out of five for me as well. Loved it. Nice, nice. All right, what's up next? So every dinner party needs a little something sweet at the mm. end, and we've got a cake. Right, Kate? Yes. I mean, I'm in total agreement about a dinner party needing dessert. Honestly, when I thought about this, I thought about um, our meals at home, which, you know, when we have the whole family gathered, mom and dad love to cook a, like almost a dinner party for our family. And mm -hmm. I thought about we always have something sweet at the end, whether dad like has like chocolate squirreled away and we have coffee and dessert. And I just love having that at the end of a dinner party. I feel like it kind of wraps things up um, just yeah. in a nice way. You know, so for our 10th episode dinner party, I thought we should make, you know, simple, but like flavorful cake. Something that people would, oh, 
kind of surprisingly good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I found Towpath's Olive Oil Cake um, by the Wednesday Chef, who's the blogger. She's great. I just love her work. And so she really talked this cake up on her blog. And she said, my in-laws were ravished by it. And it was a home run. And, you know, she's one of my favorite bakers. So I really trust her judgment. Also, she's partially German, which I feel like is not, you know, known for like their like effusive statements. So right. Like, I should probably take her as at her word. Um, anyway, when I and when I read this recipe, I was intrigued. It's it's super easy. It's just like the eggs and sugar creamed up. Then you add in olive oil, liquid ingredients, which include the juice and zest of an orange, um, which were really just smell delicious. You fold in the flour and the baking soda or powder. Sorry, baking powder, and you're good to go. And then you pour it in yeah. the you know the springform pan. The cake smelled amazing while baking. Yeah, so I thought this was a really easy cake to make, and I actually did make it on the same night that I made the roast chicken. So we oh, had okay. this like delicious roast chicken, and I was, and I kind of announced like, <laughs> "Hey guys, we also have a cake," and people <gasps> almost fell over. I mean, <laughs> did you? Did it your was kids, a like, Monday lose night. Their minds? <laughs> my kids didn't lose their minds. Ryan almost lost his mind. He was like, "Oh my god, we're having cake next." <laughs> <laughs> spouse of the year for that right, one right so um but yeah also the kids were really excited and i thought it was a manageable amount of cake in the mm. end because there's something about having like it just you don't like always a want these layer cake. huge dessert cakes right mm-hmm. and i like the simplicity of this one me me too me too um i i thought it was it was fragrant it was not showy looking but i feel like it's one of those cakes where the kids would happily eat a piece and adults yeah. would also love it. It was delicious with coffee. So good. Yes. Um, yeah. I highly recommend it. You said Maida. What did Maida give it? She gave it 10 fingers up. Oh, yes. Ten, she gave it 10 fingers up. And then Maggie raised her, also her toes. <laughs> so she had 20. Oh, my goodness. You know, fingers and toes in the in the mix. Right. Yeah, they right. liked it. Yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm totally in love with this cake. It's a little dense. It's moist. Like I said, after a cup of coffee in the morning for breakfast, perfect. And funnily enough, I brought this cake into work because mm-hmm. I mean, James doesn't eat a lot of sweets. I cannot eat a whole cake. It is a manageable amount of cake, but not one person manageable. Yeah. Um, and a friend of mine who is Portuguese looked at it and said, "Oh." This is my aunt's cake. So, oh, she that's has an funny. Yeah. yeah, she has an aunt that makes it every holiday season, and she was like, "Oh yeah, this is so, oh yeah, tastes just oh so good, tastes just like hers. I love this cake; it's one of my favorites." So, yeah, you know, I can see why. I can see why. So, one thing that we did talk about in this one, it's an olive oil cake, mm-hmm. but it also has some orange juice in it. Orange juice and, and orange zest, right? Yeah, and so what I did was use my cuties again, oh, and. <laughs> That was not enough of an orange flavor. Can I just like Venmo you money for an orange? <laughs> I just, I mean, the oh money is not the issue. It's the like, <laughs> oh man, I can't. Crushed How many citrus fruits orange? do I need in my house? Um, I don't anyways, know. just like so, one orange, Betsy. One. Yeah, I should get an orange because apparently you like these recipes with the orange zests and the oranges in them so anyways so i i have i tried to use a cutie in this one and the the flavor surprisingly did not shine through <laughs> so, i'm just trying to picture you zesting a cutie it's it terrible. terrible i mean it's probably why it doesn't work so <laughs> you said like you had a really strong orange flavor I on did, this yeah. mm-hmm. and 
I did not. So <laughs> go get yourself a real orange. Don't you <laughs> don't use a halo <laughs> in, this, in this recipe. Word to the wise. Word yeah. to the wise. Okay, so my rating of this, I don't can't even remember if we said it anymore. I would yeah. say five out of five forks for me. Okay, I have it a four out of five. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, this is a make it again for sure. Yeah. Um, so for me, wrapping it up, mm-hmm. I think we've got a close race between the chicken and the cake for me. I don't know. I You know what? I'm calling my 10th episode privilege and I'm calling it a tie. Yeah, I'm you are. A tie. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ryan will not like that because that's not scientific and... <laughs> Well, He's really interested in the scale we have going on here. Well, he can run a regression analysis on it later. Yeah. Okay. So the chicken <laughs> was the clear winner for me. Awesome. Loved it. Yeah. Loved it. Me too. Me too. Um, any of these recipes sound good? Make sure to check out our show notes and grocery list at www.dinnersisters.com. There you'll find links to all the recipes, any tips or techniques we discussed, as well as a list to our shopping list spreadsheet. Today in our smorgasbord, mm-hmm. we are going to celebrate our 10th episode with our look back at our favorite recipes and techniques. Um, so, Betsy, I know you and I have recipes we've talked about even, like, after we've recorded an episode. So, what's yours? So, recipes I've made again, which I think is important because I have said a lot of times on here, oh, mm. I'd make that again. Oh, yeah, yeah I'll make this again. Um, is it just for the script or is it real life? Right. So I'll tell you which ones I actually have made again. Um, so I have made those vegetarian pancakes, which are in episode oh. one, Smitten mm-hmm. Kitchen. I have made those several times since that oh, episode. Oh, okay. And, nice. they have, and that one was basically like shredded cabbage and carrots mm-hmm. cooked into a little pancake. And then I serve them when I have fish. And oh, it's nice. been a really good thing for me to go to. So I like that. So check that out. The pasta limon. Mm-hmm. I have also made. Oh. Again, because that's an easy weeknight. Just, it really So you're has okay been. with having a lemon in the house? Well, I have lemons. I have tons of lemons in the house. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just, I don't have my orange in the house are those little halo cuties. That's like <laughs> what I have for that, that kind of citrus. Fair um, enough. Yes. If it, maybe I should have put the lemon in the olive oil case. But anyways, so mm-hmm. the pasta limon I've made again. That's a good yeah. one. That was episode two. The chicken pie arts. So, right. oh, I'm not going to remember that episode, I don't think. But that one we made with the kale, um, the kale cheddar salad. Right, right. Yeah. And that technique of with the chicken pie, I've used that again. So I liked that. And the broccoli soup, I did make twice. So what I've learned is that actually cooking the recipe is more satisfying than endlessly scrolling and reading recipes, (laughs) which is simple, but an oddly difficult leap to make, Mm. which I think a lot of people feel. So I think that's a common... Thing. Yeah. I mean, it's so fun to hear you say that because I think that was the initial conversation that started this podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like we, I finally have a use for all the recipes I've collected. You know, you have a use for like the, when you suggest recipes for this too, it's like, oh, I have all these recipes and finally we make them and we actually like have an impetus to do this. And I, and I've heard from folks who have li- been listening to this podcast that that also is something that rings true for them. So I think that's just great that we're actually getting people out and cooking and um, making dinner for their family and for themselves which is just awesome yeah um 
Yeah. So my favorite recipes, I mean, definitely that I made again are the barbecue meatloaves, which I've made a couple times since then. Oh, you um, have? Yeah. James loves them. Like, mm. I can guarantee you that he will eat barbecue meatloaves for lunch if I have them. If he, like, mm-hmm. you know, is going to be out and about and he just wants a quick dinner before, you know, if he and I kind of, like, are in different schedules, he'll eat those. So, and I've also heard from other listeners that this was a favorite. Okay. So, like, a sleeper hit, you know? Yeah. I was surprised yeah. that the barbecue meatloaves out of everything. And that's a sheet pan barbecue meatloaf dinner from Budget Bites in episode three. So if you want to check out the the episode or the recipe that's on our website for yeah. episode three. Um, and also the roasted green beans, um, <laughs> which I've made like more than like a couple times, which okay. is so silly. Like it's like, I don't know, not a complicated recipe, but dead simple. Yeah. And uh, I've made that seeded banana bread at least twice. Yeah. You have. That's on my mm-hmm. list to make still. Yeah. yeah. I've done that. That's mm-hmm. a hit. So what's your favorite technique? The chicken paillard. Hands oh. down. Yeah. 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 Well, you've said it's just such so nice to have like a quick and easy like chicken protein breast. option. Yeah. Chicken breast to yeah. do. Yeah. Mine would be Ina Garten's roast, roasted chicken. And, you know, other than spatchcocking, which we kind of refer to, um, which is, you know, what we can talk about on another episode, but it's just a way of like breaking down the chicken so it kind of cooks evenly, either yeah. um, roasting or over the grill. Um, you know, I loved the, the technique of herbs under the skin. You know, the overnight dry brine, um, the yeah, hot I oven. I don't know because I did not do that part, but I'm sure it's delicious. Okay. It wasn't meant to shame you. I just, <laughs> I just saying. Um, yeah. And I, I like that the reminder to let your bird, bird like chill out after you roast it. And so yeah. I think it, her recipe is one that I'll reference again. Even if I change up the herbs or something, I might like mm-hmm. use it as my master recipe. So, yeah. What, what about things that you want to make again that you haven't gotten to yet? I will definitely make those giant limas and stewed mm. tomatoes again. I have been thinking about those. Like the slimmed down version? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So definitely listen to episode eight about that. And then the salmon teriyaki bowl, which was mm. the salmon, the pineapple, the cucumbers. That was a yeah. great one. And I do want to make that one again. That was really, really great. I liked that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have to say, you know, I was wasn't thinking about that, but I, I would I'm definitely gonna make that salmon teriyaki bowl again. That cucumber salad just like put it right over the edge for me. That was so good. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so just reflecting back on episode ten, congrats, Betsy, to both of us for doing ten episodes. I know. It's been so fun. fun. Yeah. So fun. And thank yeah, you to all our fun. listeners. It's been fun to go on this journey with you and we hope that we'll have tens and tens of more episodes for you to enjoy. Yes. All right. So next week, what's coming up? Uh, yeah. What is coming up? I think we've got breakfast for dinner, right? Yes. Yes. I'm really looking forward to a pancake recipe that I've been waiting to try. Well, that does sound good. So that's what's for dinner. See you next time on The Dinner Sisters, and we'll save a spot at the table for you. Would you like a little dinner in your inbox every week? Subscribe to a newsletter by going to our website at www.dinnersisters.com for show notes, grocery lists, and other fun stuff. Got some dinner ideas? Shoot us an email at dinnersisterspodcast at gmail.com. Lastly, as per usual, if you like what you're hearing, please review and subscribe. That's how people get to know us. Thanks. Happy eating. <laughs>